Welcome to the Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we're joined by Jacob Paulson from ConcealedCarry.com. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy in making gun owners better. Today, we'll be discussing internet marketing, but before we get to that, a quick mention of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. And today they are running a special for instructors that switch their insurance over to there. Go to their website, ftaprotect.com, and they will give you the code to get 10% off on their website. And please uh, patronize them for their support of our podcast. This episode is also brought to you by the concealedcarry.com business directory. Did you know you can get a free listing for your instruction business on concealedcarry.com? Visit biz.concealedcarry.com com and add your business for free. It will be searchable online and to potential students who use the concealedcarry.com mobile app. Claim your listing today. Jacob Paulson is an internet marketer who became a firearm instructor and he's been doing very successful with the concealedcarry.com. Welcome, Jacob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. So today we want to talk about internet marketing, specifically how do how do we go along and get out on the internet and get that search engine optimization as a call with Google and uh, the search engines out there, which is what drives all the traffic to our sites. You can give us a little bit of uh, feedback into your background on that, and then we'll jump into some methods that our instructors can use in order to help help in their class searches. Sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of this is, you know, kind of the, how does it work, you know, conversation. And, and then, you know, from knowing how it works, it's a lot easier to say, well, then what do I do about it? Um, you know, on, on my end, I, as you said, Rob, I'm really an internet marketer turned firearm instructor, not the other way around. Though, I, I should really go and start counting the hours. It's it's likely that, you know, in the in the last couple of years, maybe I do now have more formal instruction as a as a firearm instructor than I do as an internet marketer. But I, I really come from that background. I, you know, when I when I first decided to become a firearm instructor, I was an SEO guy. That's that's what I did. I built websites and I optimized them to be top of search engines. And I quickly, despite probably being a relatively naive and clueless instructor, uh, was was filling my classes. And this was in probably 2007, 2008 in Utah. And it was I was just killing it. And it, it kind of grew into something where I realized that you know I could duplicate this anywhere. And so I started hiring instructors, or at least contracting, that would be more accurate, contracting instructors uh, in other parts of Utah, and then in Colorado, and then in New York. And it just kind of slowly grew into what is today the concealedcarry.com network, where we have instructors in like 26 states or something like that. And we really, you know, have become experts at optimizing our you know, web pages for search results in a local market for gun classes. Yeah, I know I've been using you guys to market my classes for four or five years now, I believe. I mean, it's been yeah, a- something like that. No, I was, I think, one of the first instructors you had out uh, on the east side of the country. Yeah, so that, that's probably absolutely true. Together. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jacob, I've got classes. I put them on a website. I put the tags on them. Explain to us how that works. And when it comes to search engine optimization, we should be looking at in order to get be higher ranked within the search engines. Yeah. So I, I want to apologize in advance because this is probably going to be a bit of a, a long explanation, but it requires kind of starting from the beginning and then working backwards on this. So first, we got to understand how search engines work. Right, you go to Google, you type in concealed carry class, you know, Cincinnati or you know, Nashville or whatever it is, and Google populates a bunch of websites there. And you need to have some sense for how in the world does Google make the decision of how many you know 
who to put where, you know, in the in the rankings, right? In the in that list. So first thing is really important is to get some clarity between the difference between, you know, paid ads and organic results. So you go to Google, you do a search, you know, type in consult carry class. Uh, I'm trying to think of a city. <laughs> consult carry class Las Vegas. There you go. You type that in and you know, there's gonna be thousands of results. Now at the top, most likely there's probably someone in Las Vegas who's paying Google money to have an advertisement shown. And so generally at the very top of the page and sometimes on the right, we have paid ads. And those are disclaimed. Google makes it clear that they're ads. Sometimes they're backlit in uh, in a color. You know, they used to be pink or a kind of a purple back in the day and then they got yellow and, and now it's a little bit more subtle, if anything. But they'll say ads somewhere. So you know that that's a sponsored ad. And generally there's up to three of those at the top of the page and then some uh, if any, at, on the right-hand side of the page and sometimes at the bottom, depending on, on the type of search and how many ads uh, are out there that Google can serve. So that's not the topic for this conversation, though it's certainly a very important part of an overall marketing strategy. But below those ads are what we would call the organic results. And these are results of, of websites that Google thinks are the most relevant to the search phrase. And they these people are not paying a dime, right? They, they're just lucky, blessed, or they're strategic in knowing how to make their website such that it is, in Google's eyes, the most relevant for that search phrase. And so it is at the top of what we would call the organic results. So when you hear people talk about search engine optimization or SEO, that is effectively the, the process, the method, or the, the practice of trying to make a website as uh, relevant or appealing as possible to get it as high as possible in the organic results in a search engine result page, what we call an SERP, search engine result page. And that that's what SEO is. And so that kind of gives you some just kind of starter context for what this is about. And, and in case you're curious, like you might say, well, how good is that? I want to be in the ads. The ads are at the top of the result page. Well, the, the truth is a large number of consumers do click on ads, but the majority of consumers do not. The majority of consumers don't trust ads. They go below them and they click on the top organic results. And that's that's just true. You know, In fact, roughly 85% of, of clicks on a search engine result page are on organic results. Only 15% might click on an ad. So organic results are preferable because A, they're free. You don't have to pay Google anything for them. Uh, B, they get the majority of the volume, 85% of clicks. Uh, and, and C, they're considered more relevant or credible, you know, because the consumer knows you're not paying for it, that you're just the best result. The problem with this is that while they're definitely preferable for those three good reasons, uh, it's a long-term game. It's not something you can do quickly. It's ambiguous. It's not entirely clear, especially to most people who are not internet marketers, what in the world you have to do to get there. And C, it's, it's time-consuming. It's not a do X, Y, Z, and you'll be number one on Google next week thing. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, so that at least sets the stage for you know this conversation and what, what we're talking about. And it's 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 brutal, Rob. Like, you know, you're you're a business owner, you're you've been out there doing this for a little while. It's mysterious to most guys. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of money uh, with Google AdWords and even with uh, the Bing marketing side of Microsoft trying to get up there in the search results uh, before I ran across you guys. Yeah, it's 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 tough and and you know those those paid ads are like i said they're even though they may not be as desirable they're still very important and they can drive a lot of students and so that's that's a topic for a different episode but this this idea of organic results is the beast uh it's the most desirable it's the most challenging it's the most difficult and it's the most elusive so that's that's kind of the 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 topic of the conversation so let's try uh, to give you some sense for what things go there. And I'll I'll disclaim this by saying, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, sweet, Jacob Paulson is going to tell me how to be number one on Google. uh, Let me warn you that I am going to give you some very specific tips and tricks, 
However, everything I'm about to tell you is going to require a great deal of time investment, energy investment, and if it ever pays off, it will take some time. So, you know, it's, this, it's just, there's no silver platter method to Google's you know, organic search results. And they should keep in mind, too, that they're going to be fighting against the other companies that are doing the exact same thing in order to get <laughs> up there from the organic standpoint. And like most things in life, the things that are most desirable uh, are the most difficult, which hopefully means that if you actually do all this stuff I'm going to suggest you do, you probably will win because your competitors, even if they know all these things, you know, are they actually going to invest the time and energy to do them? Uh, probably not. And so you know, the, getting the knowledge of what to do is one thing. Executing on it is something else entirely. Definitely. Okay. So I, I generally think of just a, a very small handful number of things that dramatically impact organic search results. And so let's, let's go through those things now. And, and certainly, no, these are not in any particular order. And, and Rob, as we go through these, you know, I guess your questions can kind of guide, uh, you know, helping me know if I've not explained something correctly or, or if we need to go deeper. Mm -hmm. The first one is what I would call proper formatting. And you mentioned tags a minute ago when you said, you know, tagging things. And so tags are a big part of proper formatting. But when I say proper formatting, I mean the website is such that Google, and this, you know, we refer to Google because it re represents more than 95% of all search in the U.S. We, we, what I mean is that Google can actually read your website. And bear in mind, when I say read, I don't mean a human can go to it and say, oh, this is what this is about. I mean a computer algorithm, a piece of software, a piece of code on some, you know, server somewhere can go to your website, read all your website's code, and have some clue what in the world it's all about. And this requires proper formatting. And there's some very specific things like meta tags, and, and I think that's probably what you were referring to, yes. Rob. Uh, there's kind of three big rookie ones. We call them the title tag, the description tag, and the keyword tag. And that's going to sound a little bit uh, overwhelming, but I'll come back to that in just a minute. But, but there's all this kind of just general formatting things that images are, are put on the website correctly, uh, that there's, you know, you have kind of bold is done right, italic is done right, you have titles and then you have paragraph and then you have, you know, videos. And all, all of those things are done correctly. The menu is well formatted uh, and it's coded correctly so that a website can, or a, a Google algorithm can read it and, and actually follow all of its links to all the various pages. You have a site map, uh, which is you know, basically a, a page on your site that's not really generally publicly visible, but a search engine can find it and that site map shows all the different pages that you have on your site. So it can index and read them all and put them as, as part of the big index of things that could appear on a search engine page. This is number one in my list because I find a lot of instructors who have websites that I go to the website and the first thing I think in my brain, and if they're not in the room, I'd probably say it out loud, is something like, this will never show up in a Google search result ever. It is, this, it is impossible for Google to find this index it and display it in a result page. And it's, it's, it's because of these formatting issues. Now, the three I mentioned, the, the tags are probably the most important on this topic, the title tag, description tag, and keyword tag. And you might be saying, Jake, I'm, uh, you've already lost me. I am already completely lost. Here's the deal. Like, you do not need to know any code to figure these things out. What you do need to, to know is how to work with the, the website builder tool that you're using to add these things. So if you're using WordPress, there are endless plugins to add these tags, if you're using Joomla or Drupal or the GoDaddy this or Wix or Squarespace or whatever thing that someone told you is awesome that you like, there, I promise you, those, all those tools that I just mentioned, they have to have some method, some easy user-friendly way in the interface where you build your website to add these three things, the title tag, the description tag, and the keyword tags. 
And if you, if you can't see what that is, you need to contact the support and say, how do I add these things? Uh, because they're, they're rookie mistake things that you have to do if you want to be picked up by Google and indexed in search engine result page. I'll give you a quick example. So uh, there in Ohio, uh, I could go double check. But uh, in fact, I'll just do that real quick, just for fun. I'm going to open up ohio.concealedcarry.com. And I'm going to read you guys our title tag, description tag, and keyword tags on this site. So... And there, it's public, by the way. Anyone could go to our site and find these. Uh, and, and similarly, I could go to anyone else's website and see what their title tags are. They're not always super visible, but it is in the code. So our title tag is Ohio Concealed Carry Classes and Resources. Okay, Our description tag is CCW Classes in Ohio and Laws, News, Resources, Maps, Reciprocity, and other tools for Ohio gun owners and concealed carry permit holders. And our keyword tags are, they're always separated by comma, just a list of words, Concealed carry, course, class, license, permit, instructor, near, Ohio, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, CCW, CHL, CHP. So that's, that's my first thing is just this formatting idea and generally speaking, making sure you have these three tags. Okay. That's a, that's a lot to go in there and, and do that. But you're saying those are the biggest rookie mistakes that most people make on biggest. websites humongous and not just on the homepage, but in theory, every single page of your site should have those three tags, title tag, description tag, and keyword tag. And a lot of times you might be working with a web builder that, uh, you know, there's software out there that, that's built into some of these programs where, you know, if you don't manually put something in, it'll auto generate it based on the couple, you know, the words on your webpage. I'll just take the first 12 words that you have on that webpage. It'll make the title tag for you. So that it could be that you have some of these things in place and you didn't know it. Um, but you know, a good internet marketer, a good, you know, who really, really is going to put in the time and energy to, to, to win this game is going to manually write those in so that they, they know that the best things possible are in there. They're the very, uh, most important, uh, yeah. ones. How do, how do you figure out which keywords could bring the best results? That's tough. Uh, some of it, you know, I think is a bit of just, you know, experience. Uh, for me, it feels very natural to just rip out, you know, a, 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 so these, these tags on any given website. But I think, it, you know, the title tag really is, is, is the thing that you know, consumers are going to see that in a search engine result page. If I go search Consult Carry Class Ohio and our site pops up on the, on, you know, on the search result page, that title tag is what actually shows in the search engine results. So it doesn't need to be readable. It doesn't need to be understandable. It doesn't need to be appealing to the consumer. It needs to say, hey, this is what you're looking for. Click here. But at the same token, um, it also has to have the, the primary keywords people are searching for. I mean, the best way to answer that question, Rob, is to say, what are your customers typing into Google? Those words are the words you want to work into your title description and keyword tags. Uh, the title tag is you know, probably 10 to 12 words. It needs to be legible and proper grammar. The description tag is probably about 120 to 160 characters. And it's paragraph form. And the keyword tag is you know, 10 to 15 words separated by comma. Uh, one of the things I did when I was uh, marketing with the Google AdWords, I would go in and through the AdWords and type them in. It would tell me how many people have gone out there and searched for them. Yeah, the Google AdWords keyword finder tool is free. If you set up a free account at AdWords, you don't have to be paying for ads, but you can use their keyword tool, which will give you some sense for which words might be the most common. Uh, but if, if, if you're a fire instructor and you don't know what most of your customers are probably typing into Google, you know, you, 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 you have a problem to begin with. But yeah, you can do it. There's a lot of tools out there where you can research and get more detail. But for me, I would say my number one rookie mistake is just the lack thereof, you know, having no tags at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you, know, you want to 
cover your concealed carry license, concealed handgun permit. Um, if you've got, you know, license to conceal what, whatever your state is calling it or your area, what normal nomenclature yep. is, uh, yep. you definitely want to make sure those tags are in there. Yep. Class course instructor permit. Mm-hmm. All, all those kind of permits. So yep. you were talking once we get those, uh, meta tags in there for the, uh, title and the and the description and such how do how do we get those to move up higher on google with the organic search yep so so that's number one number one is have them to begin with right and and ideally make them good uh, the second big rookie mistake i see is what i'll call just a lack there of generally speaking a lack of content you know I go to the instructor's website they got six pages and that's it <laughs> you know you got the contact page you got the home page you got the about me page you have the class schedule page, you have the sign up page, and there you have it. Now, it, it you're going to have a real hard time ranking. In fact, here's a challenge for you: like, go on Google and search for something. Right, best tennis shoes. I don't know. Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln. You know, you can type anything you want into Google and go check the top three results. And I, I bet you my money that if it's if it's a good search, like if if it's a big deal search that gets a lot of search phrases, the top three results are probably websites that have more than 500 pages on their site. Uh, at least, it, it, you know, that's just going to be true. Why do you think Wikipedia is almost always one of the top search results uh, when you Google something? One of the reasons is because they have, uh, it's a massive website. It's huge. This is why forums and uh, news sites like CNN or, you know, New York Times or whatever, you know, this is why those sites also generally perform very well. It's just just this mass volume of content. Now, the problem is I've just given you a tip that a lot of people are going to say, well, how in the world am I supposed to execute on that? Well, that, that's one of the those, that's one of those things we we're talking about, right, Rob? Where it's like, here's something you can do that will set you apart from your competitors, but it will take energy, time, and and money. And the easiest way to do it, if you're like, how do I do that? I, I'm willing. Just tell me how. Well, this is why most websites have blogs. Blogs are a really easy way to not clutter your website, not make it look like you have ten thousand pages. But if you just put a blog in there, and once a week or however often you're able to commit to that, you blog and you post something then that's going to very quickly add content to your website. It is going to, I mean, every single blog post is effectively a page in the eyes of a search engine. And those, those posts are likely full of all those good keywords and all that good content. And it's going to bring you a lot more traffic. Uh, I'll give you one really interesting um, example. Because when you, when you blog, what generally happens is, you know, for every 10 blogs you write, one of them actually is going to be good and helpful, but you don't know which of the 10. So you have to write 10 to get a good one. Um, I was looking at some stats yesterday and on our Kentucky site, kentucky.concealcarry.com, uh, we have this article that is uh, a basic, like the title is something like, you know, is open carry legal in Kentucky? Okay. And it's one blog post of, I don't know how many we've written, but it's like the third most popular page on our website. Like we get like 30 or 40 hits a day on that page. Now, that page doesn't say click here to sign up for concealed carry class, but elsewhere on the website, it does. And because Google is ranking us really high on that one particular page for, you know, for people who are searching open carry Kentucky, that means that Google sees us as a credible source for these kinds of words, right? Things like carry, open, concealed, Kentucky. And so in, indirectly, that does a lot for our business. You might say, Jacob, I don't sell open carry classes. I, I sell concealed carry classes. Well, that's fine. But the more you, you create content on the site, that is, you know, somehow relevant to the topic of, of self-defense guns and concealed carry, the more traffic you are going to bring to the site because your site becomes more credible. 
Well, and I would think one of the, one of the advantages too, and I've got a blog on my website also, is that once they get to your website, it's more likely they're going to click over and do something else. And that's where not only having what your classes are, but having some blogs about interesting articles that you found uh, for your students, or in my case, for some of the instructors, and then they can always go along and look and see what the schedule says, uh, look and see what classes are coming up, and hopefully, you know, from my standpoint, schedule schedule another class. Yeah, there, there's hopefully an indirect value, if not a direct one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's several indirect values. There's the indirect value of the traffic coming to that blog post I wrote might actually sign up for a class or refer or refer a friend. There's the indirect value of because Google is you know, ranking this particular blog post of mine really well, it will also rank other stuff on my site better because of it. And there's the indirect value of my entire site is now more credible because I have more total content. And if you do that once a week you know, once every 10 days, something else like that. After a year or more, all of a sudden you're, you start having, you know, there's hundreds of pages that people can go along and oh, uh, look and, and index and, and look at and be surprised how often somebody might look up an article from two or three years ago. And that, you know, it's not even, it's not even what you're talking about currently, but somebody does a search and that result came up and, you know, they end up reading that article or making a comment about it. I've, I've noticed that a few times on my website. Yeah. That, that's just the way it works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, we could go in depth on this. In fact, I, I attend an event each year that's a three-day event. And the entire event is just about you know what content to put on your website to help it bring more traffic. So it's obviously any of these given little things we're talking about could be really big conversations. But the, the point is, if you're not doing that at all, you're going to have a hard time outperforming your competitors. You know, and so just, you know, given the nature of this podcast episode, I, I guess what I'm trying to impart is, you know, these are all things you can do and you should do. And the more you do them and the more you know you learn, the more you'll do them well. I mean, let's face it. It doesn't cost you money to do this. Just take some time. And when you sit back and think about it, same type of things that you talk about to your students in class, those are the same type of things that make good articles. Because if one student asks that question, how many other students on, on the internet might be searching for the same type of thing? And if you can put it together in a good package and a good article, all of a sudden, boom, you've got something that people reference and once they reference it, then they're more likely, like you said, to either, you know, cross over and look at other things on your website or refer to somebody else. Um, yeah, you, know. it, you hit it. I mean, the best, the best blog posts do answer questions and the best questions to answer are the ones that people would ask when they're trying to decide, you know, who to take a classroom or if they want to take a class at all. And so, you know, that's always a good starting point. I'll also just add, like beyond the marketing side, there's an ethical value here strictly from the end of you're providing value to the consumer. And the more value you provide to the consumer, the more likely the consumer is to reward you with their business. And people can find you. And you know, that's that's what we're all here for. We're not just here to go along and make a dollar, although that's nice, but it's also go along and teach the students, the public that's not as experienced with it, how to properly carry a firearm and use a firearm uh, for themselves and for people around them to be safe. Exactly. Yep. So let's, you know, sometimes we have to take off the marketer hat. We have to say, what's the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Luckily, conveniently, sometimes the, the answers to those two questions are the same. Yeah. And the one thing I, I will say for the listeners on this podcast is somebody's probably sitting there thinking, I'll spend hours and hours writing an article and then it won't get any hits, you know, what's it worth. And I can honestly attest to, I've done the same thing. I spent a lot of times writing my articles when I first started writing. And then I started going along realizing smaller articles are better. 
I get a thought about something that happened. Uh, somebody asked me a specific question and I can write that up in five or 10 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes later, I've got a new article on my website and it makes all the difference. And again, that kind of stacks up to where it's, oh, I've got an article about renewing your credentials here. I've got an article about, you know, how to go along and help a student who's got a flinching problem over there. It doesn't yeah. cover the whole topic. It's just very focused and somebody can search and, and look for that. And, and remember too, that if you're trying to compete for uh, what I'll call national search traffic, you're going to have a hard time because there's a lot more competition. But if you're competing for local search traffic, it's going to be much easier because there's less competition. So if I want to be number one on Google for concealed carry classes, whew, good luck. That's a tough one. Like you, you, you're in, you're in big trouble. There's a lot of competition on that. That's Jacob level, right? Like that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to rank for today. Uh, but I got you know six thousand pages on my website, and we, we're teaching classes in 26 states or something. Now, if, but on the flip side, if you want to rank for concealed carry class. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky, or can still carry mm. class Ashford, you know, Oregon, then there's a lot less competition, right? So, so when you're thinking about what to blog about and what your keywords should be and all those things we've been talking about so far, bear in mind that, you know, go, if you want to go after the low-hanging fruit, which frankly is just as valuable in your world, if you're the local fire instructor, target local search phrases. Don't write, you know, an article. I mean, not to say you can't or shouldn't write an article about, uh, you know, trigger manipulation and how to, you know, how to operate, you know, where to put your finger on the trigger. But more important is to write an article about how to renew a concealed carry permit uh, in, you know, Jefferson County, Washington or whatever, uh, because that's going to, that's going to be much more beneficial to the local fire instructor. And it's going to bring you the traffic that's more valuable and that you can rank for. And the one thing I would say from my standpoint too, when I'm teaching classes or somebody calls or emails me, it's a very simple Here's here's a link to my website. It has all the information you're asking about, and they have that information about you know what does Ohio require on their concealed carry certificates for the students to be able to take it to the sheriff and get their license from it. You know, I can tell you that from memory, but if I can send it to a link to my website, I've driven traffic there. Maybe you know because as I've sent you an email about it, but also too, you're more likely to go back there. And if somebody asks you, refer you to that same link, and that's you know what way I look at it have that organic growth because obviously you know, I'm not a multi-million dollar company where I can afford to go along and be spending money on search engines, uh, ad space and doing things like that. I'm just a small guy trying to, you know, make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, right? Mm -hmm. Here's a third one. And this, this might be the last one we, we talk about for today. And it's also very valuable, very important, and also very challenging to do over time. But uh, again, if you're willing to invest and figure it out, you're going you're gonna to beat your com competition. And that is what I'll call credible inbound links. And if you've ever spent any time you know, researching search engine optimization, this is, this is something you should have run into and you should be familiar with. But the rough idea is when Google looks at a website and decides how good it is and how high it should be ranked in any given search result, one of the massive major factors that they're looking at is how many other websites link to this website. And you can see why this would be a valuable indicator to Google, right? Because if they're looking at a site and they say, oh my gosh, this site, like no one links to it from anywhere. How, how, how valuable or credible could it be if no, no other website on the, all of the interwebs has ever put a link on a webpage that takes you to this site? This site must not be very credible. On the flip side, if they look at a website and they say, you know, if there's a link to this website from, you know, this website and this other website and this other website, and these are good quality, valuable websites, this, th therefore, this destination website that has all these inbound links is also valuable. Uh, and, and so that's, that's the, 
principle. Now, for the fireman's director, that, that gets really challenging. You might be like, well, how in the, how in the world am I going to get links to my website? Well, uh, there's some low-hanging fruit, and I'll start with that. And then maybe I'll give some examples of some high, you know, higher, higher fruit in the tree. But the low-hanging fruit would be what I call the directories. So you certainly can go get a, you know, a, a, a page on all the social media players, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, all those. And on all of those, you'll have a chance to put a link back to your website. At least now, you know, some major websites have links to your site, right? Uh, now everybody else can get them too, so it's not super valuable, but it's better than nothing. And then you have all the directories. Uh, you have the, net, you know, the ones that are, uh, I'll call them category uh, agnostic, you know, things like yellowpages.com, dex.com, yelp.com, um, you know, all these just directories where any business can go in, add a listing. Some of them, you get a free link back to your website. And others, you might have to pay a certain dollar amount per year to get a link back to your website. And generally, I would say avoid those. It probably doesn't make sense for most of you local firearm instructors, but those are great. And then you have the firearm specific directories. And these are what I would call like gold. Like you're a fool if you don't take advantage of these. And somewhere on our website, I'd have to go dig it up, but in our blog once in like 2015, we wrote a blog post about the biggest uh, directories that firearm instructors can get listed in for free. And there's a lot of big ones out there. Certainly we have ours. You can go to consultcare.com. You can click on uh, biz directory in the menu. You can go there and you can add your business for free. And that's a link back from consultcare.com to your website. I'd, I'd call that relatively valuable. Uh, usacarry.com has a directory of firearm instructors. Even the NRA, if you're an NRA instructor and you're teaching NRA classes on occasion, you know very well you can go to the NRA, you can get your classes listed on the NRA search site, right? So people go there, they search for the NRA basic pistol or whatever it is, and they find your class. Well, there's generally and often you can get a link from that listing on the NRA's website back to your site. That's a pretty valuable link if the NRA is linking to you. Uh, so, you know, those kinds of opportunities where you can get a link from a firearm specific source, even if it's a directory, are valuable. Now, everything I've said so far is something that any of your competitors could do also. So do it because why not? But know that the most valuable links are the ones that your competitors can't get. And that, that's where it gets challenging and that's where it can get hard. But if you produce really good, valuable content, someone else might link to it. You know, someone else might share it. If you uh, have relationships in place with other uh, companies, maybe a local gun range or a personal trainer or the jiu-jitsu dojo down the road, and they are willing to put a link to you from their site, you know, the more of those kinds of things you get in place, that's going to be huge. That's uh, really good. And and uh, perfect example, how you had an article from 2015. Here we are in 2019, and we're referring back to it, having people go there and look up that information. That's yeah, a really, yeah. really good example of what we've been talking about for the last uh, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, and if I go to Google and I search for gun business directories for instructors, I'm, I'm actually typing this in, guys. Hold on. Okay. Then guess what? The first organic result is usacarry.com forward slash directory, a free place you can list your business. The second one is my blog post from September 23rd, 2015, directories for gun businesses, where to list your business for free. So. It works. Like there's some proof of concept. Good. So we like things that actually work. Uh, well, we're wrapping up uh, toward the end of the episode here, Jacob. Any final words for us on search engines and Google? Yeah, I guess my my warning would be in working, having worked with many and many a business owner, you know, in the last decade on search engine optimization. Don't get lost in, in this. You know, you can go read endless blog posts and you can attend endless events and you can take courses and you know, probably universities today have courses on search engine optimization. 
don't don't get too buried in the minutia. What I would tell you is if you just do those three things I just said, even if you don't do them maybe as well as a as a professional might do them, you probably are still one up on your competitors who aren't doing them at all. So, you know, any efforts at all to get those three things done, proper formatting with tags, really good inbound links, and uh, you know, just more good quality content on your site, doing those three things at all are probably going to set you apart from most of your local competitors. That's good. That is a lot of helpful advice. That about wraps things up for today. If you enjoyed today's show, we have a few important requests to make. First, please subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to the podcast. If you have any input, questions, or feedback on this episode or any episodes, please email us at FTP at concealedcarry.com, or please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners better. Please support uh, us and our sponsors, the FTA Protect, and have a good day.